Pints and Vibes Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. Tights and Vibes Podcast. Tights and Hickney Jr., Sasha Banks, Johnny Ace, and Elephant, Vince McMahon, Beyonce, Stan, somehow D&D. Hardy Boys, Insurrection, Tag Team Titles, Television, Ezra Miller, Game of Thrones, all up on our phones. Vaccines for the Little Ones, Baker, Dragon, Rosa, Mad as Hell, Tom Hanks, Puppies in Gorilla Tanks, Young Bucks beat the Dinosaurs, Celtics lose to Warriors, Tony's Fake Forbidden Door, I can't take it anymore, we, we didn't, didn't start, start the fire! fire. <laughs> Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm Hal, breaking news, Lublin, and I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, Danielle News Dump Radford. Oh gosh, I wish we had that conversation uh, that we had had offline. Ah, uh, here. I don't have to elaborate. I took a poop while I wrote some things this morning. And Lindsay, PR Disaster Control Kelk. Time to kick in the gear. I, yeah, I mean, it's time for me to jump in, isn't it? (laughs) It's time for me to jump in and be like, well, Danielle, I think what you meant to say there, uh, the essence of of the meeting is, uh, I was a publicist. I'm delighted right now. This is my fucking Christmas. I know it's not ice cream Christmas, but it is former PR Christmas. It's existing PR hell on earth, but it's former PR Christmas when weeks like this happen. Oh, so happy to be with you all this morning. (laughs) Uh, let's briefly, we have a, a lot to talk about. We've got Rhea Ripley in the main event. I feel like this entire segment should be discussing just one thing. But let's sprinkle a little sugar on top of the new dump and talk about things that we enjoyed in wrestling this week. Lindsay, what made you happy this week? I don't even know. I've been <laughs> up for like four <laughs> minutes and read 117 text messages uh-huh. from everyone I've ever met. It's amazing how all of the people who want, who never want to hear us talk about wrestling are all of a sudden like, ooh, the right? Washington Journal. Ooh, Bloomberg. So many messages from people mm-hmm. who suddenly have an opinion, <laughs> um, which is always fun for a wrestling fan. We live through this. You don't get to come in when when it's fun, you have to sit through it when it's bad, like we do. Um, what did I enjoy? I enjoyed watching Tony Storm beat Britt Baker. Now Tony Storm Zero, the spike pile driver. The leg is hooked, and Tony Storm wins. Tony Storm beats Britt Baker. The crowd shouts. your winner, Is that mean? Is that a mean thing to say? I like Tony Storm. Uh, I like to see her on my television. And I like to see her doing the wrestles. So that was fun for me this week. Danielle? I'm already at an age where, like, if everyone was my age on on wrestling, I'd be like, some of you gotta go. So I, I don't know how long or often I need to see a lot of these dudes on TV. But sometimes when someone like Christian goes into it with Jungle Boy's mom, it's really fun and it's incredibly entertaining. And you remember why he is who he is in the position that he is going into it with Jungle Boy's mom and Jungle Boy's sister, who it's like, God, that hair, that is just genetics. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, you, that you is just, that. and they just know what to do with it. I'm so proud of y'all white people because it took you forever to figure out how to do your hair if it wasn't like a perm. And <laughs> good Lord, that. Family, just uh, uh, 
that hair belongs in a museum. Um, so that was probably one of my highlights of this week. But honestly, I have been so into the like King Lear succession of it all that that has been what has taken up most of my wrestling brain space. I'm going to go outside of wrestling programming. That's where I get my joy. As many of you may know, I host another show here on the Maximum Fun Network called We Got This with Mark and Hal. This week, we recorded a couple episodes pertaining to the Fast and the Furious movie franchise. Now, in order to talk about it, there are times where I'll coast through and say, you know, I haven't really watched it, but I can sort of, you know, I can be inch deep, mile wide about this. But I decided over the course of two days to watch all seven of the films I had not yet seen. Hobbs and Shaw does not count. It's not, it's too far outside of the canon. But you have to watch Hobbs and Shaw. I'm I'm watching it personally, but for the purposes of that podcast, it's, didn't need it. Certainly, it, it turns more and more into wrestling as it goes on. But I have to shout out Dwayne Johnson. If for nothing else, and there's a lot to enjoy with him in these movies, is him in Fast and Furious 7, where he's been relegated to a hospital room for most of the film because Deckard Shaw put him there in the beginning. And that was uh, when he he's finally suiting up to go join the fight and his arm is in a cast and he just flexes to snap it off. That's just a great cinema moment. It's beautiful. Those movies are great. I, I, you have Stockholm Syndrome, not me. And uh, that is what made me happy this week. <laughs> also, uh, fun fact, and something mm-hmm. that we make fun of a lot on one of my yeah. other jobs. So for several of the people who are in the Fast and Furious cast, they have to have the same amount of hits as the other people per movie. Mm-hmm. So it's like... Mm-hmm. If I'm hitting someone 50 times, then that person has to hit someone 50 times, like per movie. That is a kind of thing that that affects everyone on all levels. The writing, the fight choreography, and then the editing, where everyone has to be like at every level. Oh, well, you kept in this punch. That means you got to keep in that punch. You kept in this kick. That means you got to keep in that kick. They're literally 50-50 booking on these movies, and I can't handle it. <laughs> Calc, I would uh, genuinely, genuinely love to hear uh, Jeff's um, thoughts on that. He has not seen them. Oh, no. Just, just the idea them. of having to do that and <laughs> like what, what that thinks. would entail. I would. It's a very current thing, people. So I'd say I'd like to talk to the editor. And as someone who's married to an editor, I can confirm that you wouldn't. Because <laughs> uh, honestly, all they do is ruin, ruin things for you. All they do oh, is I... ruin things. Uh, this is why I had to bring him into wrestling. A, to punish him uh, for all the things he's ruined for me. And B, because it breaks his editor brain. It breaks it because oh. there's nothing you can do. There's nothing he can do. I will say from an editing perspective on... Uh, wrestling, he's always really impressed by the promo package. I mean, you can't, yeah, those pods are fucking mwah, chef's kiss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, we talked about what brought joy to us this week. Now, that let's sound is me about... cracking my knuckles and getting ready. That literally was me. <laughs> know, like, we're all, that we're was all literally me, like my knuckle cracking. Yeah. Oh. <clears throat> Everyone's warming oh. up. Let's get into it. Me, 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 me. The Wall Street Journal ran a pretty massive story this week that Vince McMahon allegedly paid off a former employee after having an affair with her. This article also alleges that John Laurinaitis was involved in this, but it was part of the board's investigation. They've discovered years of old NDAs signed from employees who maybe weren't in consensual relationships with Vince McMahon. So we have a trail of hush money. We have a trail of silence, which is nothing new anywhere and probably the least surprising news you could imagine about Vincent Kennedy McMahon. So the first thing I want to say, and I want to get this right off the bat, 
there is going to be a delight that we are going to take in this because it is like succession. It is like Shakespeare. It is amazing. One thing I want to make clear, as soon as I saw that they said an employee that he had an affair with, I was like, oh, that language is going to change in like a month. I'm speculating. I don't know. This is going to wind up being a sexual harassment case. And we know that. I know that there's a little bit, obviously, we all love dunking on everything. We love dunking on any kind of wrestling. But just to get it out of the way, obviously, I think that this is going to get really dark. But it hasn't yet. And so I can still have fun. Um, (laughs) Because it hasn't. It's gonna, but it hasn't. I mean, they fended off darkness before, right? I mean, there's... We all know there is darkness and we're mm-hmm. that's baked in yes. to wrestling. Oof, this is gonna be this is gonna be an interesting one going forward, isn't it? But yeah, you're right. Like, I mean, I, that's a really gross thing. Whenever things like this happen, people forget about the other parties yes. involved or they forget uh, the names of the people and right now we don't know the names of the people. I don't need to good because presumably they don't they no. don't want us to. Uh, but what you should never forget to do is to center the people who were damaged by this and we don't know the story yeah but right and for the purposes of today we're talking about what's happening at the ww and within the organization and speculating wildly on why it happened when it happened and how it happened and that's our favorite thing to do because welcome to podcast exactly and and one thing (laughs) literally and one thing i will say because i'm i'm look we don't know what happened maybe it was fully consensual we don't know i feel like with the power dynamic involved there's no way it can be but maybe it was But either way, how are you so arrogant that you're like, oh, you know who I'm going to try to hook up with? The chick that knows the law, a paralegal, the person whomst knows the law. Oh, the hubris, the hubris, the bris, the (laughs) hubris. The story just gets better. I mean, we're recording this Friday morning. I feel like we also have to make that very clear because who fucking knows what's come out by Saturday? The latest news is that Stephanie McMahon is going to be the interim CEO and chairwoman of WWE while Vince is being investigated. However, if you thought that meant Vince was stepping away 100%, he's only stepping away from the business operations side of WWE. He will continue to be involved in the creative content. I assume, and I'm not advocating for this position, but I assume this is because he is innocent until proven guilty. That that has nothing to do with whether or not I believe he's guilty. He has to step away because because he's the one being investigated. And uh, Stephanie stepping back in after she stepped away to spend more time with her family, whatever that look, you don't the the the, I love the television shows we watch, and I enjoy Succession too. Give us <laughs> people are very, very good at filling in the blanks. I love to speculate. And filling in the yes. blanks with every everything they've watched, everything they've seen, everything that they've heard. It doesn't seem like a huge stretch to me that Vince McMahon is a bad person. Even if this were an affair, I would not be surprised to that there's still bad. That there is a trail of harassment yeah, leading totally. away from from Julian, we need we need a uh I'm sorry, we need like a uh we need a uh 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 one of those uh, um, gorgeous, beautiful sound things you do that's just like reckless speculation. Like we just need something that's just like, <laughs> oh no, we're being reckless on the pod today. Today's the day we're being reckless. Yeah. Or like an alarm that like alerts people. It's like, whop, 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 being reckless. I'm, I'm uh, hesitant to speculate in this way. Not because I'm, not that because I'm concerned for Vince McMahon anymore, but because there are other human beings involved in this. Yes. Who... I don't know what their 
I don't know what their story is, but I know that they're probably, I would imagine there are probably a lot of people suffering. And so I, for whatever reason. Oh, I'm only speculating on like the King Lear of it all. Like I'm taking like all of that, like out of it. Cause I don't want to hurt other people. So let's talk about the power vacuum because you have, let's say we have four interested parties here. Really? Nick Khan is maybe on the outside. He's not in the family, but he's, he's over there too. So you have Triple H, you have Stephanie, you have Shane. Shane's been gone, allegedly for his for his behavior backstage. Stephanie has stepped away, allegedly to spend more time with her family. From like a lifetime of watching politics, because um, baby loves the politics. Um, I have worked in corporations, um, and I've seen a lot of succession. But you know, <laughs> which is actually based on one of the corporations that I work for. So <laughs> to me. As soon as they announced this morning that Stephanie was stepping back in as interim CEO, my reckless speculation alarm went off to imply that this is exactly why Stephanie walked Mm. out randomly on a Thursday to spend time Mm. with her family, which at the time we said was weird, because why did she just randomly go midweek, not on a month end or anything, it was just like, I'm leaving tomorrow to take a leave of absence. Mm -hmm. Uh, and people often do that. You see it in politics all the time, um, or you see it in companies or, or, or governments when um, the you know the the second in command suddenly starts to distance mm. themselves because a leadership challenge is coming mm-hmm. or something like that. You know, like you say, they must have known this was coming. So if there's a possibility that they were like, "Hey, Steph, maybe get the fuck out of here and keep yourself clean," is one option, so that you can come back in and take care of things Mm -hmm. for a minute then you have the two options of saying is she being the face that really vince is still running things and she's Mm -hmm. just the face which would be very succession or is she double crossing and she is the person who's running (gasps) things now you know who knows i saw so many people when this all broke online saying this is all nick khan he set the company up he set them up i'm so i'm so happy he set the family up he tricked them he tricked vince into getting rid of his kids and now he's gotten rid of vince i'm like I don't know, man. Vince Vince begged that man yeah. to come work for him. Like they, they hired him from mm-hmm. CAA, right? And he came in to do the Peacock deal and, and bring all of that sweet Hollywood money into WWE. <sighs> Obviously, he's been quietly assuming, mm-hmm. not even quietly, more and more power. But if I had to say there was one person who has got the fucking brass balls to sink mm-hmm. Vince at mm-hmm. this point, it's his fucking kid. I would do it just for pitching that incest storyline all those years ago. But that's just me. I like a grudge. It's me and that elephant. (laughs) A lot of people made a little bit of hay about this. People slip up when talking, but in the McAfee interview, when he was talking about Clearly Linda, he said, my wife at the time. So that is also something just to like, "Mm." it doesn't mean anything. I mean. But uh, these little crumbs... The WWE has always been a wrestling show about producing a wrestling show. So this is like, and I've always said that there's like three kayfabes. So now I think we're in like the fourth kayfabe now. (laughs) I can't handle Mm -hmm. it. Yeah, we're in the multiverse. We're We're in the the WWE multiverse. We're in the McMahonverse. It's just nuts. I I don't even know where to go with it because like we were talking about this morning at breakfast, Jeff and I, and obviously, like I say, Jeff is relatively new, although I guess not at this point. It's been so long. He 
is so invested and I feel like this is why we are all so invested because of the many many levels and this is my favorite level the seventh circle of mm. hell of McMahon nonsense uh because to me it's the most fascinating because it's the most real it's the most personal and that family interfamily dynamics to me Woof. It's catnip. It's storytelling catnip. It's dysfunctional family catnip. When the inevitable amazing series about this comes out, I will be able to watch it when I'm like, you know, fucking 60 or whatever. Oh, we'll all be sat side by side in the home pointing at the Oh TV my god, and our moomoo's like shouting at our nurses going like, "Come in, come in. I was at this pay-per-view." And the nurses will be like, "That's nice, Miss Kelk. Sit down. You take your pills." And I'll be like, "No, let me tell you about evolution." And it will just be the greatest day of my life. Oh, I already have a plan. It's going to be all of us in this well, you're not in the Zoom, but all of us in our Brady Bunch Zooms <laughs> with our spouses in a house making like bathtub gin at this point like smoking virginia <laughs> slims because what do we got to lose and just like watching this thing happen with all of our our kids and our dogs and our grand dogs and our cats and our grand cats and it's going to be amazing and that is like my- and our healthy donuts and and, and our, our healthy donut- donuts and, Ju- and julian will still look exactly the julian same will because- never change <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll see how that all plays out. I just, it's assuming it comes to a conclusion this year, we'll have something, somebody will have something out about it within the next five years, probably within the next oh, yeah. three yeah. years, realistically within the next year. Well, because they've already yeah. said that they are, Johnny Ace is being thrown under the bus, obviously. This isn't fair. <laughs> they say thrown on the bus, but that man's fucking hands are dirty, exactly. same as everyone else. This is the other thing. It's like, can we just take one second to acknowledge that this is a deeply, deeply corrupt, fucks up, sexist, misogynist, dirty comparison. And if only the stuff that we know is true because people have copped to it, if that was all that was on the table, this is already fucking gross. Which is why this is so interesting that this is going to be the thing. Supposedly it's going to take the motherfucker down. What's interesting to me, one of the many, many moving parts and interesting things about this to me is that like, as soon as WWE decides to like bounce someone off the Survivor Island, that means that all of the people who have chosen to not speak about something because they didn't want to piss off WWE Island, no matter whether or not they're working with them. Now you have free reign to go after that person and be like, oh, well, you don't know what I saw. You don't know what I saw. Allegedly this, allegedly that's this. So I'm the amount of podcasts we are about to get about all of the things that Johnny Ace has done is going to be wild this summer. Vince told me that I needed to um, admit my wrongdoing and then now um, I'm not working anymore. I Exactly how are the Bellas going to kick Johnny Ace's ass? The only other place I want to be other than on Stephanie McMahon's couch uh, with a giant bottle of tequila going like, okay, okay, let's hear all of it is um, in the Bella group, group chat. I want to know what vacation JJ has to say. I don't really want to know what Daniel Bryan has to say because you know what Daniel Bryan has to say and it will be like, well, I I told you, I told you. (laughs) I'm really not that interested in what Artem has to say because I'm not sure he fully understands what his 
fiance does i mean solidarity to mama bella if any of the johnny ace stuff is accurate because it's pretty gross on his part too and uh, the timelines overlap which is yeah. unpleasant but yeah. yeah the bella twins are going to murder that man brie is going to take that man out and kick his head clean off his shoulders and then nikki's gonna shout at him yeah we're gonna get so much information over the next like couple of months and obviously and, and i and i have seen some people just to wrap it up uh, a little bit i've seen some people say like Oh, well, what does it matter? It's a relationship, blah, 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 blah. First of all, it, it matters because he used, com- uh, Vince McMahon used allegedly company funds, reportedly, to give someone a 100% raise over the course of like, what, a year because of this. So that matters. It matters if Vince McMahon took. $3 million of WWE money, which is now a publicly traded company to be able to pay people off or pay someone off or anyone off. It obviously 100% matters if a lot of this stuff that people are saying is an affair or whatever is not an affair and is sexual harassment. All of this stuff matters. And yes, some of it is tea. Some of it is drama. Some of it is tragedy. I'm going to stay talking about the, the tea stuff. Um, until it becomes tragedy, in which case I'm going to get really fucking sad. I think it's hard to say this is a personal matter. Please leave it alone when you are the McMahon family. Yeah. You know, like you've made your personal drama. You've made millions off your personal drama. You opened this door. You let us all in. You you blurred the lines. And um, I don't think you get to say, hey, this is a personal relationship crisis. It's not. It happened at work. It's a publicly traded company, like you say. And it happened with characters that you asked us to invest in. And not everyone is able to discern between reality and and whatever the fuck happens on my TV every week. Yeah. Let's just see what And also, goes. I mean, yeah. yes, this dude is um, going to go on TV tonight in character and talk about this. That is a wild fucking decision. The hits just keep coming. Jeff Hardy was arrested this week, driving under the influence. His blood alcohol level was, I don't even know what the multiple was. I think it's like four times the legal limit, yeah, maybe something like, like that. Yeah, he was like 0.2, right? I think point two. So he was cl- close to three times. The, uh, legal limit is in most places. 0.08, 0.08 is 0.08, the legal 0.08, right? limit. It was like 0.2 something. Yeah. It was close to triple the, the legal limit. Can I speak for a moment as someone who's spent his entire life around addiction and like seen it please do uh, please do and had it personally affect him is if i could have a wish in the wrestling world right now it's that nobody hires jeff don't hire him he doesn't need to get back in the ring he doesn't need to work he needs to go get help this work is enabling him he gets to the point where he can no longer work at wwe who from accounts has at least supported him being in rehab multiple times. And it got to the point where he's just straight walking out. The easy narrative around it is, well, WWE is a terrible company and their creative's bad. And that all may be true, but it's a lot more than that. This is a sick man who needs help and he's not getting that help. Your way to help him is not to clap when he appears in front of you in a ring. And this is all just obviously my opinion, but... I care about human beings that are sick in that way and them getting the help that they deserve. And this ain't it. And I know nobody's going to listen. And I know people are going to continue to hire him because he's a name. This doesn't seem like it's going to end well. You can't put blame on anyone for this. 
but it just feels gross to have any conversation about blaming Vince or even blaming Tony Khan or whatever. You can't blame any of those people. Ultimately, he's sick. I would hope that if you are a promoter who has the opportunity to hire him for something that you say, like, this is a bad situation. Obviously, we want everyone to be healthy and take care of themselves. But also, at a certain point, it does become you can hurt other people. And DUIs hurt other people. And we've talked about this with other people who've had DUIs. I've lost people to DUIs. Like, it's it's not... um, cool or cute to drive drunk or to drive impaired in any way, um, allegedly, because, but that's what the police report says. It's not cool or cute to wrestle while you are impaired because wrestling, it's such an intricate dance and people get injured when they are not impaired and when they don't mean to, because it is so um, what it is. And all I want is I want a healthy Jeff Hardy. It's really a sad situation all around. And Tony Khan and AEW made the right decision right now to say like, yo, dude, you got to get help. And I hope that he gets help. I feel for all of his family. I'm sorry for all the fans, but I'm okay. If this is the, like the last that we see of Jeff Hardy, if that means that Jeff Hardy is now healthy and strong, I don't need to see him on my screen if he is not healthy and strong. And honestly, if he doesn't take steps to be healthy and strong, I don't want to see him on my screen. Like that doesn't do anything for me. I don't like it. I don't want it. Yeah. I'd rather he get healthy and be in recovery and never see him again for the rest of my life. than have to watch him deteriorate, continue to deteriorate and put everybody at risk. Like you said, Mm -hmm. both on the road and in the ring and, and everywhere. I don't have an answer. There's no magic bullet to any of this. It's just hard work, and it's hard work every single day of your life. Mm-hmm. And there are days where it gets the better of you, and that's sort of how it goes. But I hope he's able to rediscover a commitment to that and really pour himself into it because he's someone who has a lot to give, even outside of the ring. Yes. He- He's still a full-ass person, even if he's not a wrestler. And I think that that's a lot of the thing that when someone with addiction, especially when they feel like their addiction helps like their art or who they are, they're like, well, who who am I without it? You're a whole-ass person with a lot to give. Mm -hmm. And look, it's I've seen people commenting about how gross it is that the discourse on Twitter, which is, if you can even call it that, has gone into like the Vince versus Tony, like it. Everything turns into AEW versus WWE, and this is this is not that. I get the source of that. I do understand it, but that's not what this is. And the reason why we're talking about it is we have a podcast about it. Outside of that, our opinions don't matter at all. Nope. It, nobody's opinions matter at all. Nope. It just doesn't. Let's all just hope he gets help and leave it at that. Yeah, it's not about tribalism. It's not about like, oh, well, you said this and they said that and blah, blah, blah. No, it's about a whole ass person. And that is like way more important than any tribalism or anything else. Um, It's about making sure that like a whole ass person is okay. And that other people understand that that person should not be put in a position where they could hurt other people. 
with everything going on in wrestling, I know there's a lot we didn't get to. And if you have any thoughts on those things, feel free to share them in our Facebook group. Plus, you can hear more about what we thought about wrestling on our Twitter pages. Find links to all of those in our show notes. And when we come back, it's the nightmares time in the spotlight. That's up next on Tights and Fights. Friends, this was a long and arduous news cycle. We had like a whole song about it. I'm surprised we even have time to talk about anything else. I mean, it is a miracle. But between a crazy week of news in both the real world and wrestling. What? Wrestling's not real. Yes, it is, Julian. It's important to remember to get some food in your belly so you are well nourished to combat the void. And that's where our sponsor, Soylent, comes in. Soylent is the ultimate baby face of the food world with fast, high-quality meals in the form of shakes and squares. It's all made with U.S.-grown, sustainably sourced ingredients. And the best part? It's a great taste that's delivered right to your door. That's right. No forbidden door keeps you from your Soylent. Just place your order online and open that door up. I I just want to laugh, Julian. I'm sorry. That was really good. (laughs) I don't know how many times I have to talk about the same thing. I feel terrible for just saying the same thing. But you guys, I'm going on a plane next week. They're putting me back on a plane again to go to England again. Guess what's in my suitcase? Guess what's in it? I, it's right at the side of me. I could literally show you. Guess what's in my Soylent Squares. It's Soylent so, Squares. It's the peanut mm-hmm. butter Soylent Squares. Legitimately Soylent excited. Squares. I've had so many people message me and say, do you really love the Soylent Squares? I am thrilled that when I'm in the UK and someone stops me in the street, I will be able to pull a Soylent Square out of my purse at any given moment because I love those things. So hard to get good nutrition when you're traveling. I'm trying really hard to stay on top of my nutrition at the moment because I want to be as buff as Julian by Christmas. And that's just Mm, like, that's mm -hmm. a difficult goal, but an important one that I set myself. And Soylent is really helping me stay on track. And even better, all this great, convenient, clean up and cook free food can come to you at a discount. So go to Soylent.com forward slash tights and use promo code tights to get 20% off your first order. That's Soylent.com forward slash tights and promo code T-I-G-H-T-S for 20% off your first order of squares or shakes or everything they've got, basically. Get it, get it, get it. Hey, it's John Moe. Join me on Depression Mode for conversations on how mental health shapes our life. This week, David Sedaris with stories of his late father that he's finally willing to tell. I think there's a difference between, you know, a good person and a good character. Like, he was a good character, my boyfriend here. My father was another one of those people. He was a really good character, but he, he, he wasn't a good person. Depression Mode with John Moe, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by... Danielle Radford. And... Lindsay Kelp. Now it's time to give one corner of the wrestling world some extra attention. This is our main event. Let's get ready to... Anal bleeding. Whoa! Holy shit! I love Kate! And a hard fart victory. Live, Hal. What? Rhea Ripley has a new look and a new faction on her side with the Judgment Day. And the group's first order of business is to support Rhea in her match against Bianca Belair so that she can earn her second Raw Women's title. You care about what everybody thinks. Even these half-witted nobodies here in Kansas. 
They're just holding me up. Maybe if you stop caring about the WWE Universe, you'd actually stand a chance of retaining the Raw Women's Championship at Money in the Bank. So to start out, what does everyone think about Rhea Ripley and her journey through NXT all the way to Judgment Day? I don't know if I've mentioned this at all on this podcast. Um, <laughs> I fucking love Rhea Ripley. I don't think we've seen anyone like her. I mean, if not ever, but for such a long time. I mean, I really just feel like it goes all the way back to China. Like, you can see her Thank you. roots. Full China vibes. Right all the way back. My favorite thing about Rhea, and it has been since the start, is that I have never felt like Rhea Ripley is being anything other than Rhea Ripley. She's only grown in confidence and skill, but I feel like she appeared fully formed. Like she was just dropped down on a cloud and they were like, here, take a Rhea Ripley. And I was like, oh my God, I will. Thank you. That's the thing of it is there are a lot of supremely talented performers who are very good in the ring, but who need some time to develop their character. And sometimes that character is who they are. Sometimes that character is who they wish they were. But once they key into it, we're there. Then there are the rare people who know who they are and are comfortable in it and it works for what they're doing so all they have to do is turn up the volume the two best examples of that that i can think of off the top of my head one is mjf the other is rhea ripley she has been rhea ripley the whole time we just get more and more rhea ripley as she builds and and turns up the intensity on the character if i were plotting out a like a graph of her movement sometimes you have like the oh they did well then they struggled for a while and then they then they really cranked it up. But for her, wins and losses aside, has been just a straight sort of geometric rise because she knows who she is. And it works babyface and it works heel. It's the same person. And that's a very, very rare gift. And you couple that with just supremely talented in-ring performer who can work with pretty much anyone. And you have mm-hmm. the makings of of a Hall of Fame career. I feel like when we talk about people who are very good on the mic, we don't talk about Rhea very much, but like she is pretty fucking good. The brass, the brazen, the bold Rhea Ripley, NXT Women's Champion. I don't wait for things. I get up, get out, and do what needs to be done until I get what I want. Some people tell it but don't show it or tell and then do some show. Rhea's like, I'm going to get in there, I'm going to do a little bit of speaking, and then I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Honestly, talking about China, Rhea is the person that I feel like could be the most um, logical to take over China's legacy. Mm -hmm. Like, I want Rhea fighting dudes. Like, I want Rhea doing intergender. And that's not to say that I think lesser of the women's um, division at all, but that is me saying that, like, I want Rhea punching dudes in the face as often as I can get it. <laughs> I think there's a, there's a <laughs> power to the way that she looks above and beyond the physical power that obviously she has. She is clearly an incredibly right. strong and powerful woman. But there but is... she carries herself that the, way. Yeah, yeah, it's a self-esteem and a self... 
it's even self-love thing with Rhea because we as women and I, I'm like gonna speak for women like allow me to speak for all <laughs> women but I'd say this is someone who I guess say is a huge fan of hers has met her was just like completely in awe of her and how young she is but the way that she is so self-assured and so certain about who she is whether it's true or not and we don't know because I'm not inside of her brain I think the reason she connects so strongly with so many people and especially with kids you see a lot of fucking little kids love Rhea a lot of little girls in Rhea cosplay which I adore but the fact that she looks so different we haven't had to have that tell-all interview you know where she was like I've always felt so weird about the way I look but now I I accept it and this is who I am fuck that noise she looks different she looks incredible and she loves it she works out so hard to look that way she doesn't get up looking like that she puts so much work into it and I think oh my god we are women we're conditioned still even things are changing but we're still conditioned to say you should look like a teeny tiny dolly. Your goal as a woman is to make yourself as small as possible and as um, attractive to the broadest straight male audience that you can. That is still society's mm-hmm. conditioning. That is still where we're all, a lot of us still have that in our brain and never will get rid of it, no matter how much work we do. To see Rhea Ripley walk out and be like, this is who I am and I fucking love it. It is so powerful and the only thing more shocking to me other than that she exists is the fact that she is allowed to exist within the wwe machine and that they have encouraged it and that they have only pushed her and her look to more extremes you know she had long longer like a chin length blonde bob when she came in they were still yes prettying her up for want of a better term um with glam at events and stuff and i just adore the fact that they were like nah fuck it get the undercut dye it black put the the i, I know everyone's like, like it's judgment scales whereas i was sat there going like maybe she's a libra um but she is a libra <laughs> there you go. see i i just i i didn't i did i did do the research libra feels libra <laughs> libra feels libra um <laughs> just like and i will say i saw someone on, on the comments and we're gonna we're gonna get to um the nation's messages but i saw someone saying i wish they would just let Rhea fucking go I feel like they have let Rhea fucking go. I feel like of anyone, she has been allowed to just pick up her ball and run with it. And I love her for it. Love her for it. It's amazing to think that she's 25 years old. She's a baby. She's a tiny baby. That's amazing. She's already what? She won the NXT Women's Tournament, defeats Tony Storm. Uh, She wins the NXT UK Women's Championship. Then she wins the NXT Championship from Shayna Baszler, which is a huge deal. Huge. And that match was fucking excellent. And then she wins the Raw Women's Championship from Asuka at WrestleMania. So this is someone who the company has given run to repeatedly. She wins the tag titles with Nikki A.S.H. Maybe that's a more forgettable run. That's okay. That leads to her heel turn. That brings her to Judgment Day. Is she the the right person right now to beat Bianca Belair? Or is she just another monster that they build up to feed to the to the baby face? She's the only one I will accept. Right. Defeating Bianca. It's hard, isn't it? Because I don't... Because I don't want Bianca defeated, but she's the only one I will accept. 
I'm so torn because part of me says it's not time for Bianca to drop it again yet. But another part <laughs> yep. of me says they haven't done as much with the second run for Bianca. And maybe it's time to move it before it gets stale. Mm-hmm. Um, because mm-hmm. Bianca's going to get it again. This I'm not concerned about Bianca. Do you know what I mean? And if she loses to Judgment Day, she doesn't only lose to Rhea. She loses to Judgment Day. Which is huge. And um, can we all just have a little moment? I feel like I need to prepare myself before I even say this, but can we have a little moment for the potential Street Profits and Bianca versus Judgment Day matches? I know, I know, I know, (laughs) I know, I know, I know, I know. know. Oh my God. I'm not saying I'm hyperventilating, but I'm definitely hyperventilating because do I want to see Montez Ford versus Damian Priest? Yes. Do I want to see Finn in the ring with literally anyone who's ever lived? Yes. And do I want to see Bianca and Rhea go out throughout the entire year? Absolutely. And do I want that entire feud fueled by... I'm sorry, two women going after yeah. it and the men being Supporting like, oh, well, them. we got to... Because there never was yes. a bigger wife guy than Montez Ford. They will stand no behind that woman guy. like their lives depend on it. And to watch, and I know how you've mentioned this and it genuinely has fucking filled my heart with joy watching Judgment Day stand behind Rhea. To watch mm-hmm. Finn Balor yep. stand behind Rhea Ripley to watch Damien Priest stand behind Rhea Ripley like (laughs) I needed this we needed a Mm -hmm. win and this was the win we needed I would love to see the women's title on on Rhea and then the tag titles get hot shot first first over to 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 Ford and Dawkins and then send it over to Judgment Day then that sets up a six-person tag Mm -hmm. match for SummerSlam. Yeah, because I don't think the guys need bigger belts. They could absolutely carry those tags and make them feel vital. Yep. Yeah, I think so. there are factions for which having a bunch of belts is kind of important in the early formation to establish them as a group, and that would benefit them. Of course, you have Edge in the sort of in the background, so we don't know what Papa how Edge he will can come back in. later. Papa Edge can come back. In uh, Mania or, or Rumble. You know, Papa mm-hmm. Edge can go about later. It's, you're never going to sure. cool off Edge. It's not like people are going to be like, wait a second, what does that guy do? Uh, who's this guy? I think that's yeah. why. Maybe let him go and grow that hair out a little bit longer on top because he did get it cut a bit too short for that haircut. Yeah. I think if she loses, it hurts Judgment Day more than it hurts Bianca. Um, True. So I, I I'm all on board. Well, we asked you and the nation a conversation to talk about Rhea Ripley with us. And Lachlan on Facebook said, as an Aussie, it's been incredible to watch Rhea's journey. Mm-hmm. She's a friend of a friend, so there's been lots of celebrating as we've watched her grow. Mm-hmm. I think Rhea versus Bianca is a marquee program that has built from the Rumble in 2021. And it has the potential to be the best thing in international wrestling for a while. Hopefully her talent shines more of a spotlight on how many great wrestlers, especially women's wrestlers, are coming from down under. What kind of match would you want to see them in? Because I feel like because they're both so strong and so powerful, Rhea and Bianca could have like gimmick matches that other women might not excel in or might not be given the opportunity to excel in. She lost a last woman standing match to Raquel Gonzalez in NXT. Yeah. That, that would be a good gimmick. I Quit would be also be a great gimmick for them, just because mm-hmm. they both seem like they would go forever. I never want this to happen. <laughs> but if it was going to happen, Rhea Ripley is the only person that I would want to see Bianca Belair have a hair versus hair match with. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Well, and also because Rhea would absolutely shave her head and, and do it and rock it right. and look yeah. amazing. Right, so right, it right. would be fine. Well and, 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 well, and Bianca would too. But that's also like... 
But yeah. here's the thing: she can't whip people. Because well, in, in the Bianca, like the I the the hair versus hair thing with Bianca, it's gonna happen someday. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the ponytail's getting a bit. It's getting a bit worryingly long. So like, maybe it's time. Yeah, maybe it's time it, it, not it, for a full hair, but for a uh, quick trim versus quick trim cut match. Because yeah. I just mm-hmm. want to take a couple it, of feet off that. She's gonna trip. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Um, that is like I think the only one that I would be. Mostly because Rhea, with her, it's not a wig. So it's like, I want them to actually have something where it's like, I am sacrificing something. And Rhea with a fucking, oh, God, don't do this to me. Julian, uh, wrap it up. It is gay pride month. (laughs) Steven on Facebook is a big Rhea fan, but says, ultimately, she just hasn't felt as backed and sure-footed on the main roster. And that is a bummer because she's obviously a top-tier talent. Luckily, she's young, and the purple rain stable she's in should serve her well. That's I all I'm calling uh, it now. That's all we're calling it. There is an yeah. ebb and flow to to being on the roster. Like there are times, certainly, when she's taken more of a back seat. But I definitely understand that, especially when you see someone who's that talented. You want them on the top, at the top, all the time. But it's truthfully, like she's always been in there's the not mix. as much room there. She's, I think exactly. Even um, having mix. her lose to Charlotte, as much as we all fucking hate having her lose to Charlotte, like sure. that's a big show of confidence from the higher ups for what for better mm-hmm. term to put you in a match with charlotte to say you can go toe-to-toe with her we all know yep. charlotte's fast becoming the lady randall where if she doesn't give a fuck she's gonna give you a shitty match but they were like hey uh lady randall would you wrestle rhea ripley and she's like yeah yeah i will um yeah i get it i understand this and i think it is because people feel so passionately about her like you say they mm-hmm. just want her to be champion all the time Mm. But you can't be champion all the time. And she's a baby. She's a wee baby. Um, they put her in we a bunch of different scenarios and she's aced them. So yeah. That's amazing. We yeah. have so much time. Also, yes, um, uh, Randall's probably out the rest of the year. Yeah. Yep, he's we gone. Did it. Bad back, Randall. Mm-hmm. I want to say get well soon, but I'm not going to. Here's <laughs> what's going to happen. He's going to go and start streaming and say some more very questionable bullshit. <laughs> He's going to be on a I'm lot of start... painkillers, Danielle. And I just don't think, I think it's time to get the board back out. I know. I d- <sighs> Follow me on Twitch. I'm going to be doing a live performance of Straight Outta Compton. Uncensored. <laughs> <laughs> you do a live reading. <laughs> a live yeah. table read. But forget about Randy. If you've got more to say about the Nightmare Rhea Ripley, go to our Facebook group via the links in the show notes. When we come back, we've got three things from wrestling that we want to share with you. That's up next on Tights and Fights. Hi, I'm Jesse Thorne, the founder of Maximum Fun, and I have a special announcement. I'm no longer embarrassed by my brother, my brother, and me. You know, for years, each new episode of this supposed advice show was a fresh insult, a depraved jumble of erection jokes, ghost humor, and frankly, this is for the best, very little actionable advice. But now, as they enter their twilight years, I'm as surprised as anyone to admit that it's gotten kind of good. Justin, Travis, and Griffin's witticisms are more refined, like a humor column in a fancy magazine. And they hardly ever say bazinga anymore. So, after you've completely finished listening to every single one of all of our other shows, why not join the McElroy brothers every week for My Brother, My Brother, and Me. Tides and Bites Podcast. Tides and Bites. 
Welcome back to Texan Fights. I'm Hal Loveland, and I'm joined today by... Danielle Radford. And... Lindsay Kelk. This week, we're going to share some of the joy of wrestling with you. This is the three count. Danielle, what will you be putting over on this fine Friday? Asked, people know. Because of health issues, Wendy Williams has had like a bunch of different people coming in and guest hosting her show. It is going to be taken over by Sherry Shepard. Sherry Shepard told a very, very fun story. I think it's a work and I think it's a very cute work about the time that she saw MJF in an airport and her kid is a mark. And I said, excuse me, are you the famous wrestler MJF? He snapped back. He said, no. And so I I said, okay. I said, but well, do people tell you that you look like the famous wrestler MJF? Then he snapped back. He went, yes. And he put his headphones on and he turns away from me. Okay. And I wanted to say to him, I don't like your tone. That's what I wanted to tell him. I love when media trickles its way to my mother. Um, when it comes to my nerd shit. Always love it. I'll, I'm always here for MJF being shitty to fans story too. <laughs> Lindsay? I would like to put over um, my own investigative work <laughs> because we have, yeah. yeah, I'm putting myself over. Deal with it. Goddamn right you are. We've talked about a million times. We've talked on this podcast about the show Hacks and the um, Ill- inbuilt love oh. of professional wrestling on the show so Hacks. So I did some detective work because I was determined to find out who the mark was in the writer's room. Uh, I'm not saying I went through the names of the writers and looked at their Instagrams to see who they were following until I uh, got to Jen Statsky. Um, But that is what happened. But Jen Statsky, who is one of the creators of the show and um, writers, obviously, and former Parks and Rec writer also. Let's remember there's a a John Cena connection there, uh, which was what gave it away. And then when I looked at her Instagram follows, she was following both Seth Rollins and Oh, also The Good Place. Another John Cena reference. Yep, yep, Mm -hmm. yep. She's all over that Michael Schur world. Um, But it's Jen Statsky. So I did a little light research and she has done some podcasts talking about her love of wrestling. I've reached out to her, guys. I'm trying. I know the nation has been desperate to talk to this person and find out what the deal is. So we're trying. We're going to try. But if... Any reason this gets back to Jen Statsky, it wasn't stalking because it was journalism. It was freely available information on the internet. I was just trying to find out who it was at one of my favorite shows. Love's one of my favorite things. And we really want to have her on the show. But if she can't make it onto the show, I guess what I'm actually putting over is Jen Statsky for just beautiful, beautiful pitch perfect wrestling references in a fantastic show. I love Hacks. It's been renewed for season three, so start watching it immediately, if not sooner. She has literally had a hand in all of my favorite television shows. Mm -hmm. The thing that I love about them is that they are about how you can both be funny and have empathy and not be a piece of shit. And then also they do a bunch of wrestling references. So, yay. Well said. I have something for the world of wrestling. Big E, who is currently on the shelf, and we hope whose Mm. recovery is going very well from his surgery, had a major update that you may have missed on social media this week. Here's the big news from Big E. I just want to say that it took me 36 years, three months, about two weeks, but finally, for the first time in my life, my beard 
Uh-huh. Don't worry about all the the barber magic and the, the you know, smoking mirrors. It connects. Y'all can't tell me nothing. You can't tell Biggie nothing. Because now his beard connects. And it for all you kids out there whose beards don't connect yet, you have to believe in yourself and you have to work hard <laughs> and use the power of positivity and eat a lot of pancakes and breakfast cereal. And one day, your beard will connect. The dream can become reality. It's like, well, I watched that video like 10 times and I'm like, he's getting more and more attractive. That man has such pretty eyes. And I feel like I've never paid attention until Hal sent me that video and I watched it 17 times in a row. Such Do you know why, eyes. Lindsay? Do you know why you noticed that? Is it because his beard connects? That's right. Yeah. It's because his beard fucking connects now. My cat agrees. Meow. <laughs> Meow. That does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Lindsay Kelk and Danielle Radford along with me, Hal Lublin. Follow me at Hal Lublin on Twitter if I'm doing something. That's where you'll find out about it. Follow me on at Danielle on Twitter. And then also on Instagram. I never post there. I probably should. Also, hey, I'm on TikTok. I don't post anything, but apparently I have like um, impersonators on TikTok, which is fucking wild. Um, so there's like a tweet, go back to that tweet that I tweeted about people to report. You can't report them as impersonating a celebrity because I'm not a celebrity, which yeah, fucking duh. But, um, you can probably report them as being like abusive or whatever. I don't know why I don't do anything. I know no one. Leave me alone. I just want to watch wrestling and play D and D and watch movies and be like a weird nerd in my weird nerd corner. Lindsay? Uh, at Lindsay Kelk on social media, I'm on a deadline, so I shouldn't be there. If you see me there, please say, hey, Lindsay, <laughs> you should be writing. Um, <laughs> but other than that, uh, books, I got books. You can read them. You can use your eyes to read those words. I sat in a room quietly alone for several thousand hours uh, and wrote. So check them out, libraries, bookstores, all the usual places. I got books. All right. Our producer is the pun and only Julian Burrell. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. Thank you to all of the Max Fun members who keep this show going. Keep up with us all week long on all of our social media channels that are in the show notes. And that's also where you can find the official Tights and Fights t-shirts. Put us all over your, your top and be a conversation piece for us. Be our billboard. We'll be back next week for more, you guessed it, wrestling. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture Artist owned Audience supported